thebearsnare.com I don't know why it's happening right now, but uh, someone, uh, someone uh, wants to drill holes in uh, right where I'm sitting, and uh, but and then I tried to move to another room, and but there my Wi-Fi uh, connection uh, broke. Berge, yes. Um, and uh, I'm also the host of Mötten med Music. And uh, I'm, uh, I have to say, Ariel, I'm, I'm really grateful that you uh, are, uh, you want to be a regular uh, producer of my uh, show. That's uh, very, very nice. Well, you know, it's it's one of my favorite music shows, and um, like the Homegrown Hits Girls, you've made one of my dreams come true in that, uh, you know, hearing my music on the radio was something I aspired to as a teenager and stuff, and uh, and so this is sort of the modern version of that, um, and that's it's really awesome. It's uh, It means a lot to me because so often I just put the music out there and it seems like it just goes into the void, you know, um, mm, you don't get yeah, any feedback. Yes. It's like no one listens. And, mm. um, and yeah, I mean, you, you put together a cool show. You, you obviously listen to a lot of really interesting stuff. You've got a wide variety of, um, <clears throat> of taste, um, some really dark stuff, some really, uh, uplifting stuff. And, uh, uh just, Hearing hearing my music played on podcasts is it's a really means a lot and getting feedback on it and stuff it's uh it is like a dream come true so um, it's really exciting to be part of this value for value music scene um, mm. and it's so much fun because it's so new nobody knows what they're doing and yes um, I'm certainly one of the ones who knows the least of what I'm doing, but, uh, but we're making it work and it's just a fun, it's a fun thing to be part of. Um, yeah. And, and your show, you obviously have some, uh, really interesting tastes in music. You, you dig up some neat stuff and, uh, I'm interested <laughs> to hear, um, like what, what role music has played in your life. Hmm. Yes. Um, Thank you, and I, I have to say I feel about the same way. It's like a dream come true for me as well, because I always kind of, um, I never really uh, gotten good in playing music myself. I 
I had music as a hobby, I would say, on um, throughout my life. But I always dreamt about being a DJ or someone who would play music for other people in some way or another. Because uh, that's that's what I really... I, I started uh, early as a... Um, as a teenager in a brass band. Oh wow! I think I think that was my very first uh, introduction to playing music myself. So and um, what was your instrument? I played the uh, cornet. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short, uh, short uh, trum- trumpet. So um, that was uh, my first beginning with the playing music, and um, that was uh, fun for a while. But um, but I didn't. Uh, it didn't really uh, kick off any real um, real interest i wasn't really inspired enough to continue yeah can you hear me yep, yep. yes so uh, so uh, but but i really uh, i really am thankful and uh, i'm uh, thankful that that my parents forced forced me to do it because it was a very nice introduction to to learn uh, notes and uh, and following uh, following uh, notes in uh, in orchestra yeah so so that's that and then um, then um, i really um what I what I enjoy mostly about music is uh, not playing myself, but b- being a DJ to play a, 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 a set or a compilation of songs to other people. That's that's kind of my uh, my. Uh, my thing where I get mostly inspired about the music. I uh, I uh, really like to see people's uh, reaction and uh, and um, yeah to 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 uh, to um, yes make people feel something when they when they hear uh, hear good uh, songs. So yeah, nice. I start. I started early uh, as a teenager. I started uh, in uh, on the internet. I started searching, uh, of course. Um, um, what was it? LimeWire and uh, um, all all the all those uh, pirate. Uh, software Napster that you could use Na- Napster yes yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there <laughs> yes it was uh, the, the the first first places to go to find uh, find music but but I also found uh, a lot of um, 
um, um, a lot of underground uh, music on mp3.com mm-hmm. uh, there I found a lot of uh, good punk songs I remember that I played for my uh, my um, classmates or the, the my friends at school uh-huh. and then that was kind of my my first beginning of uh, of uh, playing music for other people i also i all we also had a um disco at our school and okay. i also i were also the dj on that oh, uh, cool. disco yes so i all, always uh, enjoyed playing music for other people that all that's that's all that that have always been in my uh, in my in my blood blood I have mm-hmm. to say did you ever make mixtapes with like cassettes yes that also I did I made the uh, mixtapes uh, uh, mostly on CDs yeah I burned it burned it on uh, CDs so uh, that was uh, as summer tradition always make a mixtape for uh, for me and my friends for oh, the cool. summer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was uh, very nice so that's kind of my uh, my uh, my l- story about music and i've always been interested as you can hear on my show i play all kind of music yeah, and that's that's kind of my thing that uh, I'm I uh, I, um, I I I can't only listen to one one kind of music. I have to listen to everything. And uh, yes, yeah, you you play some really dark stuff and some really uplifting stuff and kind of everything in between. And yeah, I'm I'm interested like if you do have. Do you have a favorite genre or any kind of any type of music you don't particularly like, or is it just um, a little bit of everything? Mm. I would say uh, electro uh, is one of my favorite uh, genres. Yeah, and when I'm talking about uh, uh, re- the the dark stuff. The un- underground uh, stuff that they don't play on the radio. That that I would say is something I uh, enjoy most when I listen uh, to music. Uh, uh, of course, Norwegian black metal mm. is is also something that comes uh, into mind. Uh, a lot of my friends back in Norway was very much uh, into. Uh, into black metal and uh, me me too uh, but I'm I were more on the on the electronic stuff I have to say I I um, I think I have the 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 my um, my Love for the darkness comes from listening to Norwegian black metal from Norway. Yeah, huh. because I 
I I I I find beauty in uh, in uh, also in the dark stuff. It's like uh, it's 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 very most of the dark music is very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I I kind of know what you mean. There can be something sort of uh, you can sort of uh, sink into it, and there's a, a certain catharsis from just uh, sort of like letting yourself dissolve into the into the noise. Um, mm. yeah, I, I don't get quite into like the black metal, like the really, really thrashy stuff a lot, but I do tend, I have a tendency to gravitate toward some darker sounds and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I know what you mean. Mm. Mm. And I do like some of the thrashier stuff too. It just, it depends on the band, whether it does it for me or not. <laughs> I, of course, of course. I just heard um, uh, Heat the Lightning. Oh yeah. The light the lightning rod uh, salesman. That's that's also you, right? Yep, that is. Yes. That's also that's very nice uh, very nice um, uh, stuff. Very nice music. Oh, thanks. Yes, that's kind of that's kind of uh, what I'm talking about when I'm talking about, uh, yeah, what kind of electronic music uh, I like. It's uh, it's uh, very very um, it, it it's electronic music, right? Yeah. I'm not off- I'm not offending you when no, I say no. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've got so many different artist names, and I try to do like different things um, with each one. Uh, the Lightning Rod Salesman is sort of, by definition, my electronic project. Um, I will incorporate real guitars and some real percussion and stuff into it, but it's basically electronic. You know, I'm I'm definitely mm. starting that way, not starting with guitars and drums kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Very very nice. So that's uh, that's uh, yeah, and um, back to the question. Um, what I don't like uh, that I have to say, um, I have to say, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't even call it music really. Uh, m- vo- most of the pop songs they play on the radio right now. Yeah, I I, I really I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I want to call it music. I want <laughs> to call it. Uh, noise pollution or uh, mind control or i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is yeah the formulaic sort of the algorithm produced this kind of stuff yeah yes yeah. <clears throat> it's very uh, robotic in a way it gets pretty gross mm mm-hmm. yes so uh, I I don't like that, but I have to say uh, the songs, the the old pop songs, like um, let's see what we have, uh, like uh, Britney Spears <laughs> and uh, the stuff, the stuff I listened to when I uh, grew up. That's 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 at least better than uh, what they're playing uh, today. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, I agree. There's a certain place in my heart for uh, for some of the stuff that was playing 
in the nineties when I was coming of age and it Mm -hmm. it was just all over. And it was, it's part of my, uh, part of my context, part of my upbringing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, Ace of Base stuff like that. I can, I can still groove to it. (laughs) It, It's my life. It's my life. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Very nice. So how do you decide um what music to put into a particular episode? Oh, that's a good uh, good one. Um I mostly I go through about uh everything or as much as I have time for on uh, on uh, Wave Lake and uh, LN Beats. Dot com. Those two sites are really the the main sites I use to search for uh, for new music, and then uh, for uh, from, of course I can't listen to everything. When I started the show, I had time to listen to everything, and I I, I thought about how I could possibly make a weekly show with so little music. But now it's it's uh, the opposite. I I don't have t- I have no chance of uh, getting through everything. Right. So uh, that's uh, very nice, very very positive development. And that's and, uh, that's not because you have less time, but because so many more people are uploading music so much faster onto those platforms. Yes, it has just exploded from uh, from the time that uh, that that I started my show so then I go ju- just go um, I try try to listen to as much as pos- possible and uh, from there I I pick out the songs that I get um, that I get mostly excited about yeah so uh, so that can be it can be everything really it can be uh, classical it can be rock and roll it can be heavy metal it can be trash punk it can be um uplifting uh, beats uh, really everything and then um of course it's very hard to 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 play every absolutely everything that's that's not possible of course so what i'm what i have tried to do is to um it 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 has been a cert cert a kind of natural development from my start from from when i started but now i try to make um the first half of the show mostly rock and roll I play mostly rock songs and punk songs and uh, and, and songs made with uh, with uh, analog instruments mm-hmm. to put it that way. And then on the other half, after the don- donation segment, I I let it all go loose. Then I just play what whatever whatever I feel like. Nice and. And then, uh, and then it could can it can be everything, really. But uh, but so of course it's it's some main genres that I that I play more than others. Um, 
for example uh, hip hop I played a lot of hip hop at the end of the shows for the last episodes but that's that's kind of uh, coincidental really that uh, right now I'm finding a lot of good hip hop songs I want to play later it can be uh, another thing I think yeah I've I've enjoyed um is it man like quick it's got some mm. neat stuff yes it's very and he re- he produces a lot he makes a lot lot of uh, music that uh that song Selah has some really powerful lyrics yeah 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 I did, I I don't think I played it well, you should check it out if you haven't listened to it yeah yes <laughs> It's a good one. Um, that's one of that's uh, from the album uh, where he stands on the top of uh, Tanzania or or so, or so right? Um, maybe I'm not sure. Um, there is a picture of him like on the front. I know that. I can't remember exactly. But what what was what was the name of the song? Silo, Sila. Uh, Sela, yeah, S E L A H. Yeah, yeah. If uh, one, uh, I will write it down. S E L H A H S E S I L. Type it in the chat for you. S I L E H. Here you go. You see that? Okay, Sila. So yes. So what's your you um you don't do it live do you or do you no. okay you pre-record it what's your process like as far as that goes? Um, I uh, use um, I use uh, Ubuntu for my operating system on my computer. So then I use a program uh, named uh, But. Uh, Bro, what's uh, br- broadcasting using this tool? So that's an open source uh, program I use to record, and then I use uh, Mix uh, with three X's, Mix XX, for the mixing of the music for of the songs. So then I have. Um, so you download have, the files and then put it all into one big project and get everything, get all your levels how you want them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I download everything and I put it in that uh, program and then I me, uh, play it on that uh, on that uh, program, but then I uh, mix it or I. Uh, Put I I have um, how do you say it I have a roadcaster uh, pro two so I I I I get everything out on uh, on my uh, on my roadcaster and then I can uh, I can um, manage the levels. Okay. For my mic, my microphone and uh, and the music there, and then uh, everything gets recorded in that uh, 
but program. Gotcha. So then, then uh, everything gets recorded there, and then I get a WAV file out from that uh, program, and then I use uh, Audacity, Audacity, Audacity. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. To uh, to go over it uh, at the end and uh, and um, yeah, uh, take away uh, all the bad stuff I said and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just uh, fine, fine tune it. Just uh, try to uh, take away some clipping and uh, and uh, make it make it as good as possible. All right. And then from there, I use uh, Sovereign feeds uh, and the split kit to make uh, the um, the final uh, episodes. Okay. So then I use I use the sovereign feeds to uh, to uh, to to make the RSS uh, file, and then I use the split kit to uh, to put all the songs uh, together that I played uh, for that show. So then I I listen I listen um, I listen, um, I listen uh, through my show, and then I I have to set up the songs with the timestamp in uh, in Splitkit and then I get uh, um, um, then I get a, a code that gets sent back to Sovereign feeds from uh, the Splitkit that goes into my RSS feed. Right. Okay. Huh. That's quite a process. Yes. It's a li- little bit complicated, and I I don't I don't I really don't know if I understand it uh, uh, myself, but uh, but uh, that's that's how how I uh, <laughs> think it works. Well, it it seems to work, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whatever you're doing, it it's uh, working. But of course, I'm uh, I'm planning to to uh, make. A live show later on, but uh, for now uh, I'm very happy with it like it is yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, as a listener, I basically never catch live shows anyway. I always just download it onto my phone and listen mm. at work and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I don't care if you do it live. <laughs> but well, it's there's an interaction that people get when they do it live. You can tell for sure. Yes, it's kind of two different kinds of show: a live show and a pre-recorded show. Yeah. So uh, no, I I also I also enjoy it like it is right now. So let's keep it like that for now. <laughs> so your show is called Mutton Mead and Music. How about the mutton and mead part of it? Yes, that's uh, from uh, No Agenda Show. Yeah. That's uh, from the from the donation segment or the. Um, the nighting segment of the of the no agenda show where they uh, get together uh, in on the round uh, in at the round table and uh, and uh, yeah uh, all all the stuff with uh, they bring forth with the geishas and sake and uh, and uh, bong hits and bourbon bo- yeah bo- bong hits and bourbon <laughs> and of course of course, uh, Mutton and Mead. How, uh, so that's how long have you been listening to No Agenda? From uh, 2009. Wow. 
going back. That's yes, a long, long going time. way going way back from uh, back uh, when uh, when uh, from the Ob- Obama period from the Obama presidency. So, uh, but but uh, I haven't been uh, I haven't been. Uh, um, I have I've been some some overboard I have to say some man overboard I haven't been listening constantly all the time right but I started in 2000 started listening in 2009 cool well it seems like uh, that's probably played quite a role in your life since you're a baron this absolutely is, this is where these titles come from for the listeners who don't know <laughs> yes no, uh, no agenda has uh, saved my sanity, as for uh, for me and all uh, most of the other listeners, I think. Just uh, to to have a place uh, where 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 someone dares to call bullshit yeah. on things on things. That's uh, very uh, very soul fulfilling, I have to say. So uh, I um, I um, I I've, I got the the name for my um, show from there, and um, but I have to say it's it's quite a co- coincidence that um, that um, value from value music came when it came, because I planned to or. I had I had a, I had a dream about starting a music show called Mutt and Me the Music. Huh. Back back in uh, in uh, this uh, early last year, early 2023. Wow. But then I just uh, and then I thought about making a sort of. Uh, of course, I I listened a lot to Nick the Rat and. Okay. Uh, he he plays a lot of uh, of uh, CC by music from uh, from SoundCloud, and uh, I I kind of got a, lo- a lot of inspiration from from him as well, and I thought about making a, mu- a sort of music show like his, where I, I played SoundCloud music, but then I put it aside. I just I had didn't have time for it, or I I just uh, put it away I put it on the shelf and then uh, later that year Adam Curry from the No Agenda show came out with uh, Boostergram Ball and uh, kind of uh, announced the 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 big uh, the big bo- the big bang of uh, value for value music so uh, it was a quite a coincidence that that happened right right after I dreamt about starting a show that I put a, put a, put a, put aside for a time. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad he brought it up on no, no agenda because he doesn't typically talk about his other stuff that he's doing that much on the show. But I got really excited um, when I discovered what was going on there, and it's a. Uh, He's definitely a pioneer in, you know, both he sort of helped. He had the uh, idea for podcasting originally. He sort of is the inventor of podcasting, and now he's completely reinvented it, him along with Dave. And mm. 
um, they're really, it's, it's wonderful what they're doing because they're, um, prioritizing the people, not the corporations. <laughs> yes. That's uh, very, very, um, very, uh, true. Very true. And, uh, he also, he also, uh, I, I, I don't know if you listen to, uh, the daily source code. No, I haven't. No, that was his first uh, music show, uh, long, long back. Okay. Um, in uh, that was that was uh, when I started listening to No Agenda in 2009. Uh, he had uh, a music show called The Daily Source Code. It was very pirate radio uh, kind of show. Very, he just. Uh, uh, just um, uh, didn't care about uh, any uh, copyrights at all. He just played whatever he wanted. <laughs> was a very, very pirate, I have to say. And uh, that was uh, that was uh, yeah, way back then. And now he have uh, he he started his own uh, or the first value for value music show. And uh, I think uh, that's a kind of a dream come true for him as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I I, yes. I could definitely see that. It's sort of a full circle for him being a VJ on MTV and then yeah, going away yeah. from that for a long time, partly because of the gross corporate stuff around music and then coming back to of it in, in a way that's totally different. Mm, yes. So and that's uh, also yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's. I just want to say that's also because a lot of other artists also gets put away uh, from the music industry, of course, because of all the corporacy and all the politics and uh, all all the things that uh, that doesn't make it fun uh, anymore and uh, and uh, just make it so that. Uh, very uh, hand, ha, a very few people can uh, actually make a living from it. Right. So that's uh, what I hope that we can uh, turn around with the value for value music. That uh, we have a much bigger chance of uh, of. Um, of uh, yeah, uh, supporting each other directly. Yeah, much better. Yeah, none of us are making actually much money on it, but it's uh, it's no, but a that whole lot more. It's a whole lot more rewarding getting yes. messages along with the boosts and stuff like that. It's uh, and and I'm, I've definitely made more than on Spotify and all that. So, and that's after and who, five years, four or five years of being on Spotify and all the iTunes is Amazon's blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I've, I've already received more in Bitcoin than I did. And that's only in a few months of being on, you know? Yes. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So, um, and and it's just like you say it really it really doesn't matter because we're we're just we're making something uh, new and uh, and 
it's it's just a matter of time, I think. Yeah. To to when when enough people knows know about it and enough people have had enough of getting scammed on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone who's involved in this seems pretty passionate about it. I think we're building momentum with it and uh mm. it's even even if it doesn't grow very fast, it's it's going to keep moving forward. Yep. Absolutely. So you oh, mentioned yeah, go yes. ahead. No, no, sorry. I, I, uh, I, um, you mentioned that uh, No Agenda helped keep you sane through certain times. Um, you're coming from the Netherlands where the climate agenda is sort of forefront. At least that's my impression. Um, what, what has that been like? One more time, Ariel. I didn't understand the question. Oh, sorry. Um, so you mentioned how No Agenda has helped keep you sane throughout some tough times, and uh, yes. I am curious about what it's like over there in the ne- in the Netherlands, where the climate agenda seems pretty forefront. How how do you mean the climate agenda seems oh, pretty forefront? Like um, carbon footprints. Um, you shall eat the bugs. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Getting rid yeah, of yeah, gasoline, yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Yes, that's uh, that's very strange. I, I have to say, Ariel, it's uh, it's uh, when you talk to people, or at at least the people I talk to here in the Netherlands, it's really not not that crazy. Yeah, people are people people aren't that brainwashed really. But of course, when you when you turn on the news and you hear what they talk about on the news or on the radio. Then, uh, <laughs> then uh, you get a whole different uh, picture, of course. Right. So, uh, so uh, I f- I feel it's a little bit um, on the surface level uh, that uh, that we are so uh, entrenched in the in the climate uh, politics. I'm sure you heard about uh, the the election. Uh, elections here in the Netherlands uh, um, last year. Yeah, how was, I, I do remember that, um, but I haven't heard much about it since then. I, I remember that there was a guy who, he was with like the farmers unions, but it sounded like it might have been a bit of um, a Trojan horse or just like more of a surface thing that he wasn't actually going to get a lot done. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't know that- how that's played out. Yes, no, I I totally agree. He he probably can't get a lot of things uh, done, but at least uh, at at least it's uh, um, um, at least it's a, a temper. It's a way of measuring the 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 temperature of uh, of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how how they are uh, how they are um, uh, voting uh, because it was a big turnaround, of course, from uh, from uh, from uh, the last uh, elections uh, to uh, to um, 
Yeah, I, w- I I'm not sure. I'm not that uh, politically involved. I have to say, so I, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mostly talk about. I mostly talk uh, talk uh, talk out of my ass when it comes <laughs> to politics. I I'm I much more uh, enjoy talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but for, from what I have gotten a feel from is that people are fed up here in the Netherlands. Yeah. When it when it comes to all that uh, that climate politics and immigration politics and uh, everything they they were planning to make uh, ma- make uh, immigration cities out of uh, farmland wow. here in the Netherlands <laughs> yes it's so it's so insane yeah yeah really it certainly is yes oh, yeah I'd, I'd have to say that it's generally true here too that what's on the news is not what most people most people are not um quite at that level of insanity um i think people here are not quite as fed up with it as maybe other places um because it hasn't um it hasn't affected their lives directly yeah quite as much as it has in some of the other places um so there there is definitely some insanity on the ground, but um, for the most part, people are not that interested or involved in it. And, um, and mm. yeah, you go out and talk to people and it's, it's pretty normal and friendly, generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, That's good. Where, where, uh, you're in the United States, right? Yeah. I'm in Eastern Pennsylvania. Right. Right. So I'm. Um, Let's see. My my geo, uh, geography is not that uh, good, but I have to. Uh, let's see. Eastern Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I'm not far from Philadelphia. You're right. Okay. Uh, Pennsylvania. That's the state you're in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Right. All right. Yeah, and it's not it's not one of the more free states, but we live out toward the country and so there's a good a good mix of people um and lots of farmers and um Mennonites, religious people, um mm. Amish, that kind of thing. Um those are people okay. that we can get along with pretty well. Uh um, you mentioned yes. that you your dad sold Christmas trees. Did you grow up on a Christmas tree farm? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, my uh, my dad forced me out to sell uh, Christmas tree- trees when I was about around about uh, uh, f- fifteen years old, I think. Um. Um. He thought my father is a pioneer. I have to say, oh yeah, he's a, yeah. Is he started out uh, selling Christmas tree trees uh, for himself for himself um, in a, on on a, on a gas station 
just uh, a couple of uh, I think I, I think he had ten Christmas trees in in the beginning, just oh. uh, just just as a, just as a hobby really, yeah, just as a side side project in uh, at Christmas time. But then uh, it got bigger and bigger, and then uh, he got uh, a really nice uh, place in the middle of uh, our small uh, city back in uh, Norway. So uh, uh, when when he started there, he had uh, he had um, he had um, uh, oh. Um, he had had help. Um, um, I, I I I'm starting to speak Dutch again. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say he had help. Nodig, but that that doesn't work. Yeah, hey, you're speaking Dutch to he, me. <laughs> I he had. Um, it was necessary for him to get help to get uh, assistance and then uh-huh. uh, he he uh, got help from me of course because i was uh, home i was uh, the last uh, son uh, still uh, home so uh, he had just uh, kick, kicked me out the door in the cold and uh, got me to sell christmas trees <laughs> but uh, run now uh, 20 about 20 years uh, later I am grateful that uh, he did it. It was a bit, uh, it was a bit torture in the beginning from uh, from the cold, uh, but uh, he has uh, taught me so much from uh, from uh, doing uh, uh, from from uh, doing and mastering uh, difficult things. That uh, that that feeling you get when you have uh, gotten through uh, something uh, something hard, something difficult. Are you talking like willpower, as in being yes. out in the cold? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. I can't imagine how cold it must be up there in Norway at Christmas time. <laughs> it was yeah. around uh, it was around twenty degrees uh, minus Celsius. Okay. Average. Yeah. So wow. not 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 that blistering cold. We're not talking about the North Pole uh, uh, temperatures, of course. But uh, for a f- fifteen-year-old uh, uh, kid <laughs> that that o- only wanted to sit inside and play PlayStation, it was very very cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know something about the. Uh, about willpower in the cold because I hunt and um so it's it's yes. a matter of willpower just sitting there as still as possible in sub freezing weather um and I, I can imagine only lasts so long <laughs> yeah 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 so you're uh, what what kind of animal uh, are you hunting uh white-tailed deer oh yeah okay okay yeah big ones um, here they're not nearly as big as in some other places, but they can be pretty big. I've gotten some around 200 pounds. Oi, 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 okay. Huh. That was probably and the then biggest. You, you go, go in a team or do you go alone or? I mostly go by myself. Um, 
I have gone huh. with other people. I had one guy who taught me a lot of what I know. He was a friend. Um, and so he, yeah, he taught me a lot and we used to go together a lot. Um, now with being married and families and stuff, it's, you know, we don't get together nearly as much as we used to. And we kind of have found our own hunting spots, but, um, yeah, I definitely right. owe a lot to him for really teaching me about that. Cause my dad taught me to shoot, but he didn't teach me to hunt. Um, so that yeah. was, that right. was something I needed to kind of learn on my own. So luckily I had help with that. Yeah. Huh. And then you do everything by yourself. You, you uh, slaughter the animal uh, yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, a lot of people will take it to a butcher, um, after yeah. doing the field dressing, which is gutting it. Um, uh-huh. but I, I've always just done it myself. Um, and I've uh-huh. got over the years of accumulated, meat grinders and a sausage maker and stuff like that so that I can really, uh, make various things out of it. Um, a smoker to make jerky and stuff. So I, I enjoy making different tasty things out of it. Um, it's one of my, one of my favorite meats now that I've learned how to cook it. A lot of people don't like venison just because they haven't had it done right. I almost getting water in my mouth. Just uh, listen, <laughs> listening to what you're talking about. Yeah, nice man. That's very, very impressive. Huh. And you have you have meat for the whole year. I'm sure you don't have to buy anything. Uh... Um, I I do buy some. Um, okay, little bit. Partly because I end up like I don't always get as much deer as I would like. I I'll get one or two right. a year, but this last year I didn't get any. Um. Yeah, unfortunately, know, of course. So, uh, so yeah, I've got a local beef producer that I buy beef from also. And then, you know, we get some chicken and pork as well from the store. Mm. Um, I've, yeah. I've been trying pretty hard to get more local with that kind of thing and less depending on the big corporations, but, um, we're not perfect either. No, of course, of course, no one is perfect. That's uh, what I am also doing. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I. Uh, I don't hunt myself, uh, but I. Uh, I go. I try to buy as much local uh, uh, as possible. So uh, here in Rotterdam, we have uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, small farms right outside uh, the city. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are selling uh, their own meat to uh, to us uh, city folk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, we have we have a system here that sort of discourages that, but a lot of people are figuring out ways to do it anyway. What do you mean discourage? Um. Just uh, to be like an FDA-approved meat processing facility takes a lot, and to be able to legally sell meat to people directly is a little bit. There's there's some loopholes to jump through. Like, um, if if a rancher is selling beef to me directly, I have to buy it more in bulk. I can't just go buy a steak from them. I mean, from a legal perspective, right? You know, um, but yeah. And so that's, that's sort of, yeah, there's just, there's regulations that, um, 
kind of work against that farm to table model. Yeah, that I can understand. That I can understand. But for me, I I get a much better quality meat by those farms than I get in the supermarket. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah, it, it really is a noticeable uh, sure. difference. Yeah, that's for sure. Good. Yes. Let's uh, see, Ariel. I have some questions for you as well. Okay. Just, <laughs> just uh, before I forget it. Are you related to Annie Powell in any way? Yeah, Annie is my sister-in-law, so she's married to my brother. Yeah, yes, right. Uh-huh. Because I found her music as well, and then I, I saw her uh, her name, and then I just, uh, I just had to ask. Yeah, we've... So, uh, so- she is she is really talented. Um, I gotta say, she's quite a musician, um, and she's she's a good songwriter and stuff too. Um, yeah, I I definitely she's she's much more of a musician than I am. I I oh, don't say that. I play don't instruments. Assume. I'm a lazy musician. I I like <laughs> I hit record and noodle around, and that's like. <laughs> about the extent of my songwriting and then I just play on the computer after that. Um for her she's she's really she knows her theory, she can read music and and all that um and yeah, she's definitely pretty talented. Yeah, yeah, we we all have our different styles, right? Yeah. <laughs> there there's uh, there's no there's more than one way to the to the goal. There's more than one way to do it. I have to say, yeah. I, so, uh, yes, I, I used to do more sitting down with a guitar or a piano and actually writing a song. And um, at some point, I started to get into more of like the post rock and shoegaze kind of stuff. That doesn't. It's not quite as um, rigidly formatted as a typical pop song would be with chord progressions and everything. And uh, I got really into that and sort of moved away from the more standard methods of writing songs. And I just find for some reason, I find it more enjoyable and interesting. Um, even though I could probably get some better, um, more coherent products at the end. If I did more actual songwriting, (laughs) I'll just, just to keep on doing what you're doing. I have to say just, uh, yeah, your music is just so far out. Uh, compared to uh, from uh, from other stuff that uh, that I hear, so uh, I I just I just want to 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 see where you're going with it, really. So uh, don't don't uh, you don't have to think uh, that you have to do anything in a traditional way because uh, your music is uh, something. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Let's see. Uh, one more question. Yes, uh, you're making uh, you're making your own mead, right? Yeah, I've been I've been brewing mead for a number of years now, since around two thousand eight. Can you take some uh, photos of your uh, brewing, uh, some of your brewing equipment or your 
process or your bottles or I don't know. Yeah, actually, uh, my website, thebearsnare.com, there's a whole tab there titled Mead, and most of it is pictures of um, various okay. processes in there. Um, I've thought of starting a YouTube video nice. and stuff, but I've never put in the effort to actually take video. So for yeah, now, yeah, all I've got is some photos. <laughs> Very nice because I I need some uh, photos of uh, mead for my uh, artwork. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay, so yeah, I could do some more um, artistically oriented photos. I'm sure get get some stuff yes. like that. Yeah, I, I that could, would be. I'll make a point great. of that. <laughs> that would be great, man. Because I fi- I found I I search for on the internet of course for inspiration and and free uh, photos and stuff to make uh, artwork from but I fa- I find a lot of mutton but not so much uh, mead <laughs> so <laughs> if you can help me with some uh, pictures some uh, artistic uh, pictures that would be uh, very uh, very nice yeah no problem Yes, nice man. You have any anything else for me? No, that was uh, that was it. I all, already asked the last question. That was uh, <laughs> that was uh, if you were the lightning rod salesman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Already asked you about that. Yeah, and some of my so that one's pretty much just me um but there are some of my other projects that i have other people in on um noise diver is with a couple friends um different combinations of friends on different songs but uh that's that's always a collaborative thing um and the everyday is me and another friend who um i haven't seen him in quite a long time but we we lived, we were roommates in high school because um, I went to a boarding school and we got along really well. And oddly, we didn't really play music together that much back then. But then after high school, we kept in touch and we would get together for a weekend and spend a lot of that time playing music. And each weekend we'd get together, would produce a song um, possibly even too, um, cause he is, he was a good enough musician that we just really meshed together really well. And so he was one of the, one of the best musicians I've played with. Um, and it, it was really cool doing those, doing those projects with him and, and being able to, to get a whole song, you know, based on a weekend of playing. Hmm. So that's also uh, upon uh, upon um, yeah value for value. That's actually everyday. one that I think a lot of people haven't connected with me yet. <laughs> I've wondered no? with all the different with all the various band names. It's it's kind of fun to see people making connections over time. <laughs> yes, uh, the everyday. Um, and you write it just like you say it. The everyday. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Nice man. I'm gonna check it out. Um, another uh, story that you told on Mutton Meat and Music was about how you had gone through some dark times with drugs and stuff, and that um, mushrooms, yes, played a role in getting you out of that. 
I'd love to mm-hmm. hear some more about that. Of course. Uh, no problem, Ariel. I just have to get uh, get, go and get a glass of water. Okay, just, yeah, no uh, One moment. Yes. Now I'm back. I I don't dare moving my phone away from where I'm sitting. <laughs> good strategy. <laughs> yes, I think that's a good strategy. So, uh, yes, um, in my uh, teenage years, I was um, really, uh, yeah, I, I, I was... Um, How how is it best to explain it? Um, I w- my friends that I liked to hang out with didn't have the the most uh, healthy uh, interests. I have to say we we uh, we um, spent a lot of time uh, thinking about uh, how we could. Uh, how we could get high and uh, what uh, what kind of uh, drugs we uh, we uh, we could uh, we could find for uh, for the weekend but um, i some some would maybe say that i hang out I, that I, that my friends were the wrong friends for me but i have to say those friends were the most interesting people that I found most interesting back then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I can't really explain it in a in a, yeah. How do you say in a, in a moral kind of way? Because what we what we did was of course very self destructive, of course. But uh, back then, then. Uh, um, ev- Everything else felt just mundane and boring, and of course now I understand that that was just stupid uh, teenage uh, melancholy uh, uh, melancholy uh, drama, and uh, that the the world is a little bit bigger than uh, what uh, what uh, teenage. Uh, teenage uh, mind can think think about mm-hmm. but uh, I have to say that uh, what really woke me up that we did uh, that what we did weren't the, the best thing to do was when one of my friend died that was kind of uh, my big uh, wake up call I got uh, at first, very sad, of course, and then I got uh, very angry, and then, uh, then, um, um, then uh, I got uh, maybe to a, a um, I don't know. I, I, it, it made me, uh, it made me. Uh, Think differently about things. I have to say. Yeah. But what? But what? Uh, but what really kicked me out of the habit of doing uh, unhealthy uh, 
drugs was uh, my first uh, trip on magic mushrooms in Amsterdam. Hmm. That was really what what uh, what what helped me out of it because I think for myself I I can only speak for myself of course but for myself and I think a lot of other people use drugs because they find their own life way too boring and mundane and they they need something to get out of it and uh, of course if you do it too much you can get into a vicious vicious circle and you can destroy yourself and your life and the ones uh, closest to you that cares about you uh, with it yeah but uh, but i think that's mainly a thing why people do it and when i tripped on uh, mushrooms i kind i i got to that place to that headspace where you don't see things as boring as as boring and as as boring and mundane mm-hmm. and that kind of helped me to realize that life isn't that boring and mundane that you think it is sometimes and uh, it's a it's a, it 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 has a lot to do with mind control that you can control your mind and when you feel down and sad and worried that you can get out of it without uh, doing uh, very uh, hard uh, drugs that said i'm still doing drugs ariel <laughs> <laughs> i'm still i'm still smoking weed yeah well that's, almost that's not a hard one though that's a uh, a little bit in a different category <laughs> yes that's uh, how also how i uh, see it many people like to put everything in one category and say they say that everything is bad but uh, there are surely uh, sure that's surely not uh, true at all right yeah i i definitely agree um i'm on the same page i have i haven't really messed around with anything hard um i am pretty curious about mushrooms um and yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing. Did it, oh, did you like have any kind of like spiritual awakening or anything around that? I, I think I would like to say so. Yes. I would like to say so. It, it, ta- it takes me to a place where I feel much more connected to spirit or source or I, I don't know. I, or to go God maybe yeah uh, then uh, then anything else I've, I've tried then what's what's so uh, good about mushrooms is that it is uh, uh, no uh, no for for me at least it's no addiction 
Right. When I when I take a trip after a trip, I don't feel like tripping in uh, in uh, for a long time. I can go I can go years from uh, one trip to another. Yeah. Nice. That's so, cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like it did the opposite for you as far as addiction goes. It broke. It helped break you out of it, not yeah, not suck yeah. you into it further. That's, yes. That's really interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, so you mentioned God, is that, is, are you religious or you just have that connection? You, uh, what, what are your thoughts around that? Uh, I have that connection and I don't believe in Satan. Huh. That's, interesting. That, yeah. That's, that's as simple as it gets. Huh. I believe, I, uh, I, uh, I don't know if you know uh, the books, but I read uh, I read the Heavenly Conversations. I don't uh, know the books. No, it's from uh, uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Walsh, and uh, from do- from those books, uh, I, it made uh, the world started to make a much more sense to me uh, so that that was that was what uh, really helped me out of um, yeah uh, the fear of uh, the, f- the fear of uh, not being a good Christian mm. to say it like that right because a lot of people go uh, goes around and uh, are uh, ver- uh, uh, Use use a lot of time being worried about not being a good Christian and and not getting into heaven when they die, but uh, I think that's just another form of uh, mind control. Hmm. That uh, we we don't we don't have to be worried about anything because uh, Satan doesn't exist. It's just a, f- a figment of our imagination. So that's an interesting concept because do you believe evil exists? Uh, evil exists, but it comes only from fear. Okay. It comes only from that people are afraid of uh, what will happen if they don't do it. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> I've uh, I can't help but think of the the common saying the greatest trick the devil ever played was to convince people he didn't exist. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's the opposite. The greatest trick he he uh, the greatest trick he did was uh, to convince people that he did exist. Hmm. <laughs> because he doesn't exist. It's it's a conundrum a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember at some point I had sort of a some kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a revelation or an insight, um, that I, I kind of had this concept that, um, so God is, is life, like the will to live, love, everything that exists is, is part of God. Right. And then, and then I think, and then evil is sort of the, uh, the lack of that. Like it's not that there's, yes. it's sort of just the nothingness. Um, I like to use the concept where 
from a physics standpoint, um, a complete vacuum is zero PSI. You can't go into negative PSI. So the most you can do yeah. is to go into zero and, and that's like an absolute barrier and it almost doesn't make sense to me, but apparently like that's, that's how it is. And I think that's an interesting thing that this, uh, just nothingness can work against somethingness. They're, they're both forces. What you said there is exactly what I uh, read about in uh, in uh, those books, Heavenly Conversations. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've, Big, I've written yes. that down. I'm going to check that out a little bit. Yes, because what what uh, what those books uh, is is a conversation with the author and and uh, God, and uh, what he he asks about is just what what you uh, talked about is. Why, okay, if everything if everything is so good and perfect, why am I feeling so bad? Why am I doing these stupid things? Why am I getting sick? Why are there evil in the in the, in this world? And then God answers with, because you need to experience the what you what you not are. You need to be what you what you aren't. To uh-huh. understand what you are, yeah, and that what when we, you you started talking about that vacuum, is it it's really that is it's really the same thing that we are experiencing or feeling when we are experiencing or feeling or doing bad stuff. We are just doing it to learn what we not what we aren't. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Well, that's that's some stuff to ponder on, huh? Yes, that's some <laughs> deep stuff, man. <laughs> We're going deep today. <laughs> ah, I like it. Yes, me too. <clears throat> yeah, I've. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm certainly. I'm not quite at the point of saying that the devil doesn't exist, but. Um, what actually constitutes that is certainly um, up for a question in my mind, and yeah, so I'm. It, it is. It is very interesting, and I'm okay with not really knowing too. You know, that's that's one of the mm. places I've come to sure. with a lot of stuff that's just beyond the realm of understanding. It's like it's 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 fun to talk about. It's really interesting, and it, it's it's very good to figure out like what you believe um, at the same time uh, thinking that we have the answers um, to some of these questions is a little bit absurd because yes. it's just so far beyond um, what we can comprehend. Mm. That's the thing. We, we, uh, we, our, our small human brain uh, is too small to really, uh, to really uh, get, get uh, to, to comprehend it. I totally agree. Cool. Yes. Well, where do we go from here? <laughs> Let's hmm. see. I don't know. You're you're the interviewer. You have to uh, you have to uh, decide where do you want to go. How about um, uh, just to completely veer off in a different direction? You 
sent in a boostergram to, I think it was bowl after bowl talking about martial arts, some kind of training. Yeah, yes. Qigong. I uh, started Qigong uh, last year because I, I started uh, feeling, uh, I, I started not feeling uh, so good. Um, I, um, yes, I, um, I got, uh, I, di- I didn't get, uh, I didn't get, uh, sick to the stage that I was uh, in bed, of course. But I, I got really, I did, I didn't feel good at all in my for with myself. So uh, then um, I first, I first started um, changing my diet. I eat uh, much less bread now than I did before. Yeah. So that that was uh, one of the first thing I did uh, less less uh, wheat and more more eggs really I eat much more eggs nice uh, now and meat of course mm-hmm. uh, but but I also started uh, doing uh, qigong with uh, tutoring uh, with video tutoring from uh, kungfuchannel.com with uh, a guy called um, uh, oh, Rob, uh, I can't I can't come up with his last name, but uh, ve- very very good uh, teacher that uh, that uh, teaches people via via um, via um, Zoom. And um, I just started following his moves and uh, started uh, watching uh, watching uh, his uh, videos. And uh, from there, I uh, I um, I started doing it every day after work. Really, I'm uh, coming home after work and I take a shower and I do uh, about half an hour with. Uh, it's really, it's really stretching exercises. Okay, so it's sort of aerobics and stretching. It's not like combative necessarily. No, it's not combative. It's only stretching, okay. but with uh, with a focus on the breath. Cool. So you, yes, you're always thinking about uh, uh, that uh, you uh, that you um, you. If, if if I'm saying it correctly, qigong uh, means watching the breath. Oh, okay. Yes, because what what you are starting to do when when you uh, when you get into it is that you are starting to meditate. Right. When when you're doing those uh, ex- exercises, and then uh, you uh, you get uh, a much better focus on your uh, breath. You can. You can just like uh, like like I said, you can you can really watch your breath in your mind. In a way, it's it's it's, it's difficult to explain, but uh, but it's it's um, it's a way to focus on your breath. And when you get into it, you start uh, to implement it uh, throughout the day when right. you are uh, doing other stuff. 
because then you are you are uh, if if I get stressed out, for example, I just think back when I'm uh, doing my qigong and how I'm breathing when I'm doing my qigong, and I'm just comparing it to how I'm breathing right then when I'm stressed out. And from there, I can uh, I can breathe better, better, and uh, calm myself down from there. Nice. So it's, it's it's really a, a a good way to uh, to control your uh, breath because I think I have a theory myself. I'm not I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physician and I'm not a medical expert, but I have a theory that a lot of disease comes from not being able to control our breath. Hmm. That we we breathe too quickly, a lot of times. Yeah, or we we breathe too short. Yeah, it's easy to stay in that fight or flight mode um, with short, shallow breaths, and yes. doing more deeply breathing um, gets us out of that a lot better. Um, mm. I found a similar thing. I I threw out my back almost two years ago, um, digging fence post holes and um okay it was it was really really scary because i thought i had seriously injured myself like really screwed myself up and it, yeah. that's kind of how it felt um so i started seeing a chiropractor and he got me started on some exercises um which is partly stretching and breathing and some of it is more um a little bit more strenuous and I've sort of taken it in my own direction too, but I've started doing it every single morning when I get up. Um, doesn't matter if it's a weekday before work or if it's the weekend, it's one of the first things I do after I get out of bed is spend 20 minutes doing, um, doing this workout. And, uh, it's helped me a whole lot. It definitely starts off my day in a better direction. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's uh, that's uh, that's a little bit about the same as uh, I do. I think that's uh, just just to 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 give your body the time to uh, to get more oxygen to stretch and uh, and uh, yeah. I think I think uh, if we did uh, that more, we uh, didn't uh, have to go so so much to the doctor. Yeah, I no, think I that's very much agree. And I think the other thing you're doing with the diet is another major factor in that. Um, <clears throat> I I agree with that a lot. Mm. Yeah. But how is your back now? Is it better? Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Luckily, I, I think I'm I think it's better than it was before I heard it. Um, yeah, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing from the, from the exercises, yeah, doing these core strengthening and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yes. it's, it's, um, it's quite a relief. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, for the, the back is so important to have a good back. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I do uh, a lot of, um, pretty strenuous manual work. So, um, mm. it's, it, it would be quite debilitating to not have that. Yes. Um, speaking of work, are you, uh, are you a welder? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> I saw your uh, Telegram profile photo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You saw my uh, helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It yeah, looks no, like you do some pretty industrial stuff. Yeah, that's some heavy duty stuff you see right there. <laughs> Luckily, I don't uh, have to do so big stuff uh, all the time. Right now, I'm working on um, very, uh, very uh, much more finer stainless steel. Oh, cool. Yeah, yes, that's really cool. What are you and making with that? We're making uh, machines for uh, the chocolate industry. Okay. It's like uh, big, big, uh, big machines uh, that you put a, a, a you put a, a big uh, block of chocolate on in the one end, and then he spits out uh, small droplets of chocolate <laughs> in the other end. <laughs> So, so then we're, we're building uh, all the parts for that machine in stainless steel. Cool. Because, uh, yeah, that's really, really cool work, man. Really cool. Sounds like more fun than being up on scaffolding on a big factory or warehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's also, that's the fun part with uh, metalworks, that it's so, uh, that it's so... Uh, um, the the uh, different from uh, from project to project. One time you're standing uh, with the big uh, big construction that you have to uh, that you have to make, and you're uh, you're sweaty and uh, black in the face when you get home. Um, but uh, luckily, sometimes you also have uh, fine work like this. So that's uh, very cool. Yeah, nice. And uh, and um, I started out as a welder in 2016, so it's not uh, that long ago, really. I haven't done it for my whole life. So uh, before then, I was a graphic uh, designer. Oh. So I was making uh, marketing. Uh, 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 marketing material for uh, different uh, people and different companies. But uh, then uh, I uh, I uh, needed to uh, do something else in 2016. I just had enough from the marketing and all the all the manipulative thinking that you have to do as yeah. a, as a, a marketer. That, that's so, quite a change of career. Yes. So uh, and also working uh, with my hands, doing something, uh, making something uh, with my hands instead of uh, on the computer. That was also very satisfying. Right. To do some something else. Yeah, I bet. So uh, so that's uh, but but that's also uh, an experience I'm very glad to uh, to have done to have uh, to have uh, to have uh, done some uh, graphic design because right now I'm doing the artwork for my uh, show of course and uh, now I I use uh, what I learned as a graphic designer to make that uh, artwork so. Uh, 
everything uh, everything everything is uh, is useful everything you learn is useful yeah that's very fun cool well i think i'm about ready to wrap up um can check out your work at um mutton mead and music podcast do you want to give any uh any links or anything any plugs yes please yes sure Please check out my new uh, website. I've just uh, launched a new website for Mutton Media Music. So you can go to uh, music.show. That's music with three M's. mmmusic.show. Or you can go to muttonmeadmusic.com. Okay. I will also take you to my new website. Good. Yeah, everybody needs to check out Ostin's uh, podcast because it's great. Yes. It's a lot of fun. And yes. you need a podcasting 2.0 compliant app or just go onto the web to lnbeats.com. Perfect. Hey, thank you so much for coming Perfect, on. Man. This has been really cool to connect. Um, it's it's really fun to connect with people from around the world and and talk music talk shop all that kind of stuff this is this is really neat thank you for having me on uh, ariel i really appreciate it and uh, i hope it uh, it i hope uh, it's not too uh, complicated to uh, to edit together it's my I have to say it's my first interview in about 10 years. <laughs> so uh, you have to excuse my bad English and uh, everything. Just uh, just make the best out of it. No, I man, it'll, it'll be just fine. It. After those first few disconnections, um, it's been great. Your your sound quality has been coming good, in man. good. And yeah, um, it's, been, it's been a wonderful conversation. So I feel honored to be your first interview in 10 years. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Very nice, man. Very um, nice. I'm looking forward to the next show. Sure. Yes. Just let, let me know, uh, Ariel. Let me know, and uh, maybe I'll interview you next time on my show. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Well, cool. Very nice, man. Very thanks, nice. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you later. I'll see you in the Boostergrams. That's good, Daryl. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I I'll hear from you. On, uh, and uh, you, you'll hear your music on my show as well. Well, I certainly look forward to that, too. <laughs> yes. Very good, man. Very good. All, All right. right. Have, a, have a nice day. Have a nice the rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Be well, man. Thank you. Be well. Goodbye. See ya.
Snare.com 